Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? Well, after last week, how nice to be, um, you know, going into the arms of old John and yes. having a, a, a John rollicking adventure yeah, after the slog is, of last yeah, this week. This is quintessential. This almost sums up the entire Pertwee era, doesn't it, this story? It's got everything, little bits of every, everything you associate with the Pertwee era, this story's got it. Good and bad. Well, yeah. this... This story. I mean, your 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 background with this story first. Yeah. Um, what is it, Ian? Um, so I, I I remember it uh, from the first time round. I remember the giant spiders. I remember the the metabolist stuff. The blue crystal. I remember in that sort of vague, the one with the maggots type. Mm-hmm. I have remembrance. I knew there was giant spiders. I knew that. I remember at the time not knowing that the doctor was going to regenerate. I didn't. I mean. I had no idea about regeneration and that. Um, so that was a shock at the end. But I remember this being, like, I loved it and I thought it was great and I was terrified of spiders. It could be what uh, what pushed me towards having arachnophobia for most of my life. Um, could be, yeah, I never thought about that. That could be Doctor Who ruined my life. Um, it wasn't George Lucas. Uh, yeah, so I remember loving it. And then. Uh, the the target novelization came out. I remember reading it and thinking, "Oh, this is brilliant! This, oh my god, this is good." And then I think the first time I saw it again since was uh, a friend of mine uh, had a contact in the Dwas, and he had loads and loads of uh, copies of the Australian showings of it. And I remember he lent me loads, but very kind. And uh, I remember watching. Planet Spiders, and it just being like a, a, a being awashed with memories. I remembered bits of it. As soon as I watched it, I remembered bits that I didn't think I'd remember. Right. It was it was really. I think I said to you when we watched it this you know a couple of days back. It was like it's, it always feels to me like being enveloped in a sort of warm blanket of of childhood, um, and it's one of those that even though and we will get to it there's some ropey old bits in it um it's just it's 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 a story i really enjoy and and i won't say i watch it on a regular basis but when you want a poetry that encompasses everything yeah this is one of them i'll go along with that um you say about memories i mean this story this is the story that i i have memory of um I mean, I know I watched them all, but I don't remember watching them. I mean, you've said before about various things you remember being in your living room and, you, yeah. and watching something while you're eating something. And I have no memory of the actual act of watching, watching Doctor it. Who. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I remember the peripheral stuff. No. I, the I know I watched them, but this story is the one 
one story where I do have memories of watching this. And, and number one, it is... And again, I, d I have no memory of talking at school about Doctor Who or anything. But I remember on the Monday, the kids in the school, everybody going on body, body, boo, you mm. know, and doing that chant. That's one memory. And the other memory is the last episode, I remember where I was when I watched it. And it wasn't in my house. It was a kid who lived around the corner. And mm. for some reason, I watched it there. And the only thing I can think of is that somehow I might have found out that, yeah, this is the one where John Pertwee leaves and we get a new Doctor. And my mum, I've said before, wasn't at all a fan mm, of science fiction. Mm. And it could be that something else was on the other side. And so I went round and watched it. And my abiding memory of Planet the Spiders is just being appalled when John Pertwee regenerates at the ending and we see Tom Baker and in my mind I can remember coming back from that house going what have they done he looks like a girl <laughs> in my mind which Tom... was the biggest insult when you were a kid yeah I guess and yeah 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 and and just just being appalled and upset and it's like no 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 that, that he's a girl he looks like a girl and of course when Tom Baker came along you know you know what, ten minutes into robot, it's yeah, like John, oh, John who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, John who? Yeah. I I wonder if you you you'd heard something about this story, and you knew that it contained something uh, visually that is you know scares most children. Was that Mike um, Yates? Exactly, yeah, Mike Yates. <laughs> and you, you thought I better I better go around my friend's house to watch this. Safety in numbers. Yeah, especially when Mike's yeah. concerned. All right, well, let's start the story because we start with Mike, we start don't with we? Mikey boy, yeah. I would dare stop Why do you stop me? Everything we've planned, everything we've dreamt of is there in the palm of his hand. We dare not take the crystal. The Great One is all-seeing. All praise to the Great One. The Great One is all-knowing. All praise to the Great One. The Great One is all-powerful. All praise to the Great One. I'm wandering down there. A glorious summer's day lane, uh, dressed like a twat. <laughs> dressed like a twat, with some cows. With some cows, yeah, lovely. Uh, uh, again, this is sort of, because I, I think like like me, you grew up in this sort of environment. Yeah. Fields, cows, uh, country lanes, you know, jumpers for goalposts, that sort of thing. Um, and so, that, again, this is immediately, it's like, ah, oh, this is nice, this is... This is our childhood, you know, running down a country lane away from someone that's an obvious paedophile. You know, <laughs> he oh, does look a twerp, doesn't he? He does. I mean, do you know what? I, I think this is the least objectionable we get Mike Yates. And I was thinking, what is it? And I thought, do you know what? Even though he's wearing horrible 70s clobber, he doesn't look so camp when he's not in a uniform. Hmm. And I don't know whether that sort of helps. I think it might help him. Yeah. Because, yeah, of course, 74, we're in glam rock, aren't oh, we? God, yeah. You know, the really suite like were on top of the pops at this time, you know, it's Roxy weird music. We're only, we're only like three years away from the hype punk. Yeah, yeah. 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 
Okay, what I like about this story, I mean, this this story is definitely a story of two halves. And yes. going back to the memory thing, when we reach Metabelius three, <laughs> when, when I was watching this time, I have no recollection. And then slowly it came back to me, and it's like, oh yeah, this is all the very uninteresting yes. parts. Yeah, this is this is definitely a story of two halves, and there's almost a, a, a delineated cut-off point where it goes from being the sort of unit family loveliness to just an absolute Gareth Hunt yeah Gareth Hunt I mean when Gareth Hunt is the best actor in a yeah. section you know you're in, you're in trouble well we're not this, there yet no because... we're not because yeah we, we get we get um, again sort of two halves and we've got two storylines in episode one going forwards that haven't don't meet till the end uh, so yeah Mike Yates bit but also this very very cringy, but I think it's meant to be cringy. Vaudeville section where the brig and the doctor have gone to the world's smallest. Uh, I've got that written down. It's yeah. two rows. They it can't is, afford yeah. to go to a real theatre, so you've just got two rows of seats. What, what's amazing is because because when we watch this, we're we're looking all around. We're not just looking at our guys. We're looking around. Is the 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 extras they've got to play the audience? There's one guy, and you look at him and you think, is he 80? Is it? And I bet he, because it's the 70s, I bet he was like 39. Yeah, yeah. Um, he He'll just be younger looks, than we yeah. are now, yeah. Oh, God, it's just scary. Um, but yeah, the, doc the doctor has come along. We don't know why yet, but the doctor's waiting for something, and the brig is just totally out of his element, doesn't want to view it, until, uh, uh, yep. of course, the belly dancer turns up. I've written it down, uh, oh, what, what makes him uh, sit up and pay attention, the exotic Turkish delight of the East, Shiraz, Sh Sh Shirazidi, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yes. I love, and I love Nick Courtney, he's so brilliant in this. He just, he perks up, don't he? Like, he does. Yeah. yeah, the doctor's like, oh, Gould, because he, yeah. think, he thinks the thing he's there for is just about to appear but it's not it's this turkish delight the brig sits yeah. up the doctor slumps and when we get back to him um the brigadier says how he appreciates the yes. muscular control extremely <laughs> muscular control i must uh, i must use some of these exercises for the troops so, yeah and, and the brig's hair is just so big it's the 70s. Yeah, the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah he, he, he wouldn't get away with that in the military. No, no, not at all. No. no this is, I mean, we were lax in the 70s, but yeah, he wouldn't have, have uh, done that in the military. Yeah. So the doctor's there to see this Professor Clegg, this act, this clairvoyant act. Um, we don't see it, but the doctor and the brig have invited him back to Unit HQ. And uh, yeah. He's a clairvoyant. He claims he's a fake, but he's a real clairvoyant. He can make yeah, this, things happen. This is really weird, and I, you sort of you forget that, um, of course, Doctor Who. At this point, you, you've met like the the Silurians were clairvoyant and had telekinesis, and you've met alien races. And it's really weird to hear the Doctor Who's normally science, science, science going on about telekinesis. Really, yeah, yeah, telekinesis and and different things and he, he says doesn't he that all, everyone has that ability the, you have it's the potential yeah. yeah that line and him saying i don't want these things to happen is gives me real strong tomorrow people vibe, uh, yeah. vibes you know the whole coming out of the tomorrow people you know you have that potential inside you and some people it does manifest itself and of course it's um 
it's all based on the idea of Buddhism, isn't it? This is a a Barry Letts. Oh, this very is heavily Barry Letts. I mean, the, the the it says Robert Sloman, doesn't it? But yes, uh, but yeah, it's not, no. yeah, but it's not. It's not because because of course in Buddhism the idea is everyone has divinity inside them, and you work towards you know becoming your own Buddha. And this is the same sort of thing. So yeah, it this whole thing is, and I. I you know me, I, I can't stand woo and religion and that. But I think this, this really does lend a, um, a sort of a, a depth to the script, the, the way they do it. it, it it's, it's very nice. It's a, good, it's a good little script, this one. Yeah. But yeah, he's... Um, Clegg... I was thinking when I was watching it, they do explain it, but I thought... Clegg, he doesn't want people to know he's got clairvoyant powers, so he's become a clairvoyant. Yeah, yeah. But he does say they developed after he started doing yes. that. So it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. You could go and do something else, though, couldn't you? Mm. You know, work in a shop or an office. Yeah. We haven't said, but um, Mike's in this big house, which we find out is a Tibetan monastery. Yes, yeah. And, um, and, and that's where we meet. Oh, dear. I had forgotten... I'd forgotten that we have a Tibetan in this, oh, this who's is, not um, Tibetan. <laughs> this is horribly, horribly sort of racist, isn't it? Because not only is he meant to be a Tibetan, um, this is Cho Chi, isn't it? Yes. I always get Kampo and Cho Chi mixed up. Well, the same thing, person, really, aren't they? But not not only is it like he's doing this really dodgy, uh, vaguely racist accent, they've given him buck teeth and pebble glasses. Yeah. And in um, he, in um, you know episode six, when you know he regenerates and he hasn't got his glasses, he has got the the eye makeup yes. on as well. It's all very unfortunate. Of course, this is Kevin Lindsay, isn't it? The Santaran. Yeah, this is, uh, this is Lynx, yeah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yeah, we we see Mike Yates driving his little um, midlife crisis sports car. Yeah. Um, and I thought nothing sums up. Mike Yates' character more than those driving gloves he's wearing. Oh, do you remember those poncy? That is uh, so Alan Partridge. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Alan Partridge wears them because he's spoofing those yes. type of twerps. This type and of here twerp, he is yeah. in in a serious drama yeah. wearing them. Yeah, this story we were talking the other day, weren't we? When we were doing um, um, whatever we were recording the other day about we, we we're talking about this. We're going to record this today, and this story is so full of padding it's untrue oh, um, yeah. and here we have, do we need to see Mike Yates going to the train station to pick Sarah up? No uh, there's, I think you could edit this down to a, a slim 80 to 90 minute movie um, and just cut out huge because there's so much padding uh, and there's so many bits that are just not needed um and yeah, we get we get lengthy. It takes forever for them to get to the Tibetan retreat. Yeah, yeah. I, I quite like the fact that you know, um, you know, Mike saying I've got to get my head together after that. You know, the last thing yeah. you know where he, he disgraced himself by betraying everyone. That's nice. We got a bit of continuity to the past there. Um, but uh, before we get the, um, you know, the, the little drama with the tractor, of course, we meet Benny from Crossroads, don't we? Yeah, yeah, Tommy. He, I love Tommy. I remember Tommy. He stuck out. When I remember Tommy, yeah. yeah. 
I always think it's the guy that plays um, Mr. Yeah, 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 you know, the Mr. pirate. Fibuli. No, not yeah. Mr. Fibuli, but the no, pirate. Yeah, the pirate captain. And, um, yeah, it's not Bruce Purchase. It's Gola. Um, yeah, and yeah. Gola in Blake 7. I always think it's Bruce Purchase, but it's not. No, no. he's And he's a really good actor, this guy. And it, I suppose this, this wouldn't be allowed either now, would it? Uh, you know, uh, playing this style of character. And it, of course, this is um, Flowers for Algernon, isn't it? This is... Mm classic it's been you know classic book's been done many times as a film this is the someone that that has uh disabilities and is suddenly cured of them now and, again. and i i think this is super strength for this show is is tommy's story mm. but for some reason even watching it this time i always think tommy dies at the end oh do you he, yeah, I don't know why. But well, we doesn't. don't see him at the end. Yeah. It, um, you no. know, it's explained a way that, you know, his innocence saved him or something. Yeah. But you never see him after he gets multiple zaps, it's, do you? Yeah. I like that they sort of say, you know, Tommy's innocence saved him. It's like, what saved Mike Yates then? Is she a stupidity? Stupidity. Did you see that story about the actor that plays Tommy when he was um, mm. in the taxi taking him to the BBC for the first day of filming? He uh, he, he was a, a, a notorious ad-libber. Oh, wow. And on the taxi ride, the old taxi driver goes, where are you off to then uh, at the BBC? And as Tommy, he starts up the Tommy routine. Oh, I'm going to go and see my friend, Doctor Who, and all <laughs> like this, you see. And the whole ride there... He's, he's keeping this pretense up, and when yeah. they get there, the taxi driver goes to the guy at the gate and goes, there's a guy here, um, um, I don't think he's quite right, I think <laughs> I think he might have a word, he's here to see Doctor Who. And uh, the, the, the guard comes across and it's like, oh, I, the doctor's not here today, he's gone off in his tires. And they're having this conversation, the taxi driver drives away, and that's when the actor breaks the, the pretense <laughs> and he goes, no, that was just an act, I was warming up yeah. <laughs> for today. Oh, that's yeah. And he is good. He is very, very believable as both Tommy with learning disabilities and Tommy um, as he is later. That gr that green chunky jumper is too Benny from Crossroads for yes. me. I don't know when Benny from Crossroads actually appeared, but I wouldn't be surprised if Benny appeared after 1974. He's influenced by yeah, Tommy. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think he possibly might be. Um, um, what my I got a question in my notes here. Why are the Time Lords setting up a retreat for failed accountants? What are they? What is the plan here? They take away all the spider stuff. Cho Chi stroke Campo. What's his plan? What's he doing there? Yeah. Why is he on Earth to begin with? Know. So he's turned up on Earth. He's chosen 1970. I don't know. You know. Um, and he's gone. You know what I do? I'm gonna I'm gonna dress up like a Tibetan. <laughs> Be a bit racist, be a bit laugh, <laughs> won't it? And teach um, Buddhism. Yeah, I'm going to teach Buddhism to failed accountants and yeah. salesmen. What is... I mean, talk about a come down. The Lords of Time down to, I don't know, you know, trying to be bloody the good life. Yeah. It's so strange. The other, Another question, another why, is why to actually, you know, get rid of Mike Yates and Sarah Jane. Why do they manifest a tractor? Of all things. Yeah, I don't know. You know, you've got this you've got this amazing power to to take energy and materialise stuff and it's like or a tractor. You know. Although it's Lupton, isn't it? I mean not the not the sharpest tool in the box. No, 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 no. We'll um, we'll I, meet I, him yeah, soon. I we will do meet him soon. I um I did enjoy uh 
that when we go back to the doctor, we get the UFO and bus headphones again. It's like, Yay! Mm, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. We go back to Uni HQ. The doctor's yep. got Clegg all wired up. Um, yeah, quite a mess in the pit, this, isn't it? Oh yeah, this, but this before that, we get the. Re I love that scene where he's reading the Brigadier's watch, and it's like you yes, got this in yeah. Brighton from a woman called Doris. Doris? Yeah. <laughs> it's nice we finally get to meet Doris, don't we later on? Yeah. In battlefield, but yeah, and I love the Briggs. <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. Because he says uh, he goes. She gave you this watch in appreciation of what you do. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, it's very quite a mess and the pit, yes. isn't it? Hook, yeah. uh, hooking him up to see, he reads the sonic screwdriver in. We see a drashig, which is a nice flashback, yeah. isn't it? What, what I thought was this would be great for, though, is because weirdly, Clegg, he holds the screwdriver and he sees the episode. He could do the recons, couldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. could, you know, um, here, hold, hold, hold uh, this from uh, Fury from the Deep and they could just record it. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's... It's all a bit, a bit silly. It was silly in Quatermass, wasn't it? Yeah. Running his machine, and this is just the same thing. Yes, but out of that, we get, I think, my favourite line in the whole story, which, when the amazing Benton comes in, oh, Benton is sees that man. header yeah. apparatus. Hello, Doctor, doing a bit of hairdressing on the side. <laughs> Here he goes. <laughs> it's it's so it's so weird to compare Benton with Pertwee and Benton with Baker. Yeah. Because Benton loves. Pertwee, don't he? he loves the Doctor. Yeah. He, do he would die for, for him. Yeah. And I think the, the Doctor cares for and would do anything for Benton. But then the minute he regenerates, he's like, ah, stuff for you. Yeah. Um, very unusual for this show. We get a reference to a past mm. companion. Yeah, because I this can't think pack of many times that's happened. I, this must be the first where it's that explicit that a, a story from the past with a previous companion is mentioned, you know? Yeah. Because this the, package the only, has arrived. Yeah, the only time I can think of is in one of the Hartnells where the Doctor talks about the people that have left him. You remember? And he goes, yeah, Barbara, yeah. Vicky. Oh, yes. Yeah. But uh, it, it's a really nice scene. And again, he asks Clegg to say what's inside the packet. And Clegg yeah. says it's from Beyond, beyond the Stars. Yeah, he goes, it's come a long way. He goes, of course it has. Uh, it's, 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 it's from South Africa, uh, South America. Yeah. Um, I love as well that the the letter is so written as Joe would write it. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah. Again, I suppose Barry Lex basically created the character of Joe. Um, yeah, you could have um, yeah. um, old Katie Manning reading that aloud and yeah. it would be perfect, wouldn't it? Exactly. It would fit him. It would be absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then, then just as it's getting interesting here, we're back to the uh, the failed accountants. We meet Lupton. Lupton. He's, he's straight off the mark sexist, isn't he? It's amazing. I can't get away from the fact that he's the voice of Boss from yes. Green Death. Yeah. You know, you close your eyes, that's Boss. He, yeah, his voice is amazing. But his voice doesn't suit his look, does it? No, and he gets shabbier and shabbier. Yes, yeah. He's got that, he's got that... Because like, I, I can remember, like, my uncle and my granddad and that period where you men put oil in their hair mm. you know like brill cream or actual hair tonic oil and he's got that really greasy yeah 1970s grey hair and that um, horrible jacket yeah disgusting jacket that looks like it's going to smell of fags yeah and, absolutely and sweat. yeah um, 
And I, at one point, he does a little scene where he's washing up in a bowl. And I thought, that's, the, that's what you do, isn't it, mate? You've never <laughs> had a bath or a shower in your life. He is so grubby um, and smarmy. Yeah. You know, because Lupton is an ex-salesman, isn't he? Yeah. And I love it when he tells that little story. And he, he starts off and he goes, uh, picture me. The young, enthusiastic salesman. <laughs> young? <laughs> you? I yeah. How old you? I thought he was probably younger than us as well. He, he, he was horrible even before he got a spider on his back. Yeah, yeah, he was disgusting then. And I, I was thinking, how sad this uh, this little group is that even before the spiders turn up, he's got control of all these people. Mm. These pathetic, failed men. I thought, and it's, it's really quite accurate because basically he's developed a cult hasn't he yes you know they'll, they'll do stuff for him but, all like six of them yeah yeah all six of them um but i do like as well that when because uh, sarah and, and and yates finally finally come in and when sarah meets tommy she's the only person that's nice to tommy yeah it's just a, it's just heartbreaking sarah jane smith is great in this yes yep yep they sneak down into the basement don't they Yes, and, and they're uh, doing the om mani padmi om. Yes. Now I was thinking because I didn't know at the time, but when when we covered the master in one of them, and you you told I think well, no not master um, omega, and he was meant to be called om, wasn't he? Which was yes. two upside down. Yes. And I was thinking, I wonder if if this is again because I know this is a Buddhist chant. Isn't this it? is a real chant. Yes. Yeah. And I'm thinking. Is this all tied up? Because it's again, it's all, all money. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's quite entirely sure what it's meant to be doing. There's a well, there's a wonderful scene later on in like episode four where they're chanting and they stop and Mike Yates goes, no, no, chant harder. Yeah. <laughs> and it it does the trick. So like, what is this doing? I see. Here's another why. I mean, why is all this happening? They are just, as you say, failed accountants sat yeah. around a circle and somehow. That's yeah. summoning in energy from Metabelius three. Yes. Yeah, how, how has this initial connection been made? It's not through old Choji, is no, it? No, I don't. Well, I suppose it could be. Has he got something to do with it? Is he? Has he taught them to like tap into the? What the hell would you call it? I don't know. If the blue crystal was already there, you could explain. Yeah, you could say it. Yeah, but the blue crystal's literally been with Joe Grant. Yeah, but it's just, yeah, yeah true, true. Yeah, because this has been going on for some time. That's why Mike Yates has yeah. summoned Sarah Jane down from London. Yeah, he, he's already suspicious. And we've not actually done, seen anything yet. So God knows what raised his suspicions. Um, but yeah, they're, they're chanting away. And then we get one of the, the classic greatest cliffhangers uh, when uh, a dirty great spider appears. On the mandala, yeah. Yeah, on the mandala. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 I remember that from like when I was a kid. It's like scary stuff. Yeah, and the jumping on Lupton's back. Yes, you know, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Um, very, um, very. I mean, Clegg's dead, isn't he? He yeah, was holding Clegg the crystal died, while yeah. this happened, and yeah. Uh, yeah, the doctor and all the others. They see spiders on the monitor. It's Clegg's yes. last views. Yes, he um, sees spiders. Yeah, bouncing around instead of Martians bouncing around. But it's a great. Um, because that's the end of the episode, and then episode two comes out. And I do love the uh, the sound effects in this mm. this series as well. The the, the 
you know, when they use, the spiders use their psychic energy. That sound effect, I, I really like that one. Yeah. Um, and then, then the spider speaks, and my God, the voices are so great in this. One of them is Roger Delgado's yeah, yeah. wife, isn't it? Because it they, is, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was um, you know, because he had died at that point, and, um, you know, she was struggling financially, so they, yeah. they, they offered her some work, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Barry Letson sort of almost insisted and um, got a, quite a nice payment for it, yeah. knowing, that there, knowing that there would be residuals as well, because it was one that was going to be planned to be repeated. And it was almost immediately, yeah. it yes. was yeah. uh, it was edited down for a repeat. They knew that, yeah. that, that they were going to be redoing it, yes. Um, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't recommend enough um, Barry Lett's uh, autobiography that covers this period, because he covers this in quite detail. It's really good. Uh, Who and Me, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, it it's a nice touch, and I must admit, wh whatever the reasons for getting these people to do the voices, um, they're doing the heavy lifting. Oh, the yeah. voices are, are amazing. Especially near the end, we'll, yeah. we'll reach that shortly. We were talking about Benton, and that's at the point where you know the doctor's got to look into the crystal, and Benton says, "I'll do it. I'm expendable." Yeah, and you're lovely, not. Yeah, a lovely little move, and the doctor's like, "No one's expendable." Yeah. Um, Pertwee was just such a good doctor. Yeah. So I, good. I like uh, the yeah. way they're. Um, I mean, you get it very much you know in episode six but that they're prepping you for you know the oh, new doctor in the next season 100 they're, they're dropping so many hints yeah you know it's almost to the point where they could have the doctor say i've only got two weeks in my job and then i'm gonna retire you know yes it's my, yeah. it's my daughter's birthday next week I mean, he's, yeah he's painting a big target on his back already some of them painted big done. yeah but some of them are painted small i like that yeah. little line where the brigadier calls and and asks for sullivan oh, sullivan yeah harry yep so again really clever um arc building <coughs> in a in a, a time that wasn't really renowned for it mm. but yeah i love it yeah the you know, uh, the brig calls up and it's like, um, uh, is that uh, Surgeon Lieutenant uh, Sullivan? Yeah. Like, hey, I like the way when he's finished his phone call, you know, the doctor's yeah. complimenting Benton on his yeah. coffee making and it's Brilliant. like, <clears throat> come on, business at hand, chaps, you but know. These are, these are real people, aren't they? Yes. You yeah. Know what I mean, they're, they're so good. And then um, the, uh, the doctor tells that interminable old hermit story yeah because that's what he yeah. sees when he looks into the crystal yes, doesn't he, he yeah. sees the old hermit which we find out later on that is campo spoke chuchi yeah the, the racist time lord um but it, it's great because it's again it's sort of the best of poetry it, it does drop these really what appear to be pointless stories in all the time yeah um yeah very very good um what then the the next bit I in my notes I put um, Tommy must have been on the Liberator. He's got that horrible collection of of junk in his shoebox that's yes. meant to be like jewels and stuff. Yeah, it's just an old <laughs> load of old tat, yeah, isn't it? That's a tat. People keep giving him tat though. Yeah, they do. Yeah. He like he likes his shinies. He likes his shiny. I'm pretty. I'm yeah. Precious. Yeah. Lupton, um, yeah. right, arrives yeah. at Unit HQ, 
How did he get there? Is it next door? Um, I Well, I mean, I would say how did he find it, but we know previously there's massive signs outside. Um, but what I love it, this bit is the security is so pathetic, isn't it? The, the, he comes up just randomly to a guard that's polishing the Humobile, um, and uh, he says, sort of where's the doctor? And the guard tells him everything, Yeah. and then goes, oh, uh, are you meant to be here? Can I see your... Pa-? You might have thought of that before telling him where all yeah. the people were. Yeah, of course, that's yeah. that's Pat Gorman. Yes. Um, yeah. And I've, I've got it down here. Previously, I played an Auton, a Silurian, a Primord, and a Sea Devil. Yeah. You know as soon as you see him that there's going to be some sort of injury or stunt going to happen with yeah. that character. Yeah. Well, he gets zapped, doesn't he? As yeah. does Benton. <laughs> and uh, Lupton manages to uh, move the crystal... And 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 um, yeah, knees Benton in the groin and escapes in the homobile. And here we go. This I had completely forgotten the other day when we were talking. You said about episode two, two is nearly all pure padding. I had forgotten. I knew this chase was in it, but I'd forgotten that it is the what, what three quarters at least yeah, of I the episode. I think it hits about the nine minute mark, and it's the rest of the episode. Every time I watch it, it shocks me at how long it is. Do you think um, it is a farewell gift to John Pertwee, or yeah, was it they well, were seriously underrunning? I think it's a bit of both. I think it's um, they 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 probably did say they wrote in the script, let's give John some of the bits he loves, the doctory twinkly moments, and let's give him some stunts, um, let him go out on all these vehicles and that. But I also think had had the, the had it not been underrunning, this probably would have all been cut. Mm. Um, I mean, it's nice. It's it's watchable because anything with John Pertwee in is watchable. But what annoys me is it's just so pointless. Yeah. Um, because we also get lots of sped up footage, which I hate. Never looks good. And then we get the uh, the comedy police officer. Oh, we always have just, to have one of yeah, them, don't we? You've always got one. It's nice to see an Austin Maxi police car. <laughs> Who were they chasing in them things? At the top speed of about 40 miles an hour. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, this the entire rest of episode two is this chase. Uh, and then right at the end of the episode, Lupton realises that he can transport away. Yeah, how does so this teleporting do you, yeah, go, work? I don't know how this works. I mean, the Doctor does mention... Uh, a form of telekinesis, doesn't he, earlier on? Yeah. And you think, okay, this is, is the spider like moving, but why? Telekinesis, in the sort of the classic sense, is moving objects with your mind, not transporting them. Not teleporting. Yeah, not teleporting them. Um, also, I wonder, where's the spider when it's. Because it's on his back. Yes, and invisible. Yeah, but Therefore, he's, he's squashing it. Seat, yeah. I'd love it if there's a cut with this episode where he gets in the hoobie or sits back and you hear, ah! <laughs> yeah. and that's the end of the episode. He's just sat there and the brig shoots him. Why is the brig such a terrible shot? He never has been before. No. You know, you look at Mind of Evil and he's shooting. Every shot kills someone. Yeah. In this, he's at about six foot range. I do like the doctor though. He goes, uh, stop shooting Brigadier. You'll hit my car. <laughs> it's like, it's very good. But yeah, ep- episode three starts, and again, what always surprises me with the show is just how long the recaps are. Well, is it episode? Yeah, it's episode six. Oh, it, it's yeah. all cut wrong. Um, yes. We'll talk they about that when we get it, to yeah. episode five. That the where the episode five was supposed to have ended 
was about five minutes before where it actually did. Yeah. Um, and but they were seriously underrunning, so they had to use a bit of episode six to pad that out, and then they yeah. used extra scenes that they had cut out of five to put into six. It's all very odd. Yeah, I wonder if there was some on the studio recording days. Was there some real problems? Um, because generally. If something underruns, it's either that the, the script timing is off, mm-hmm. um, the actors are, mo- are doing it too fast for the script, so the timing goes off. But generally, that's not the case because rehearsals sort that out, or they couldn't record all they needed to do. Yeah, uh, and it does make me wonder because when we get to episode six, that whole fight scene with Tommy is so badly staged. Yeah, and it's like was this made up to cover something else they couldn't do or? It is, it is um, strange. We do, um, at the start of episode three, we do get a, a glimpse, just a mere hint of, of the derailment this story will get. Because we get to see the spider's council chamber, don't we? That spider um, council chamber. Yeah. T- immediately, I think, yeah. who built that? Right? Because yeah. you don't know that there's humans yet. Right, and apparently in the original script it was meant to be like a a web-filled chamber. It wasn't meant yeah. to be anything like that. But but they realised that you know the actors would have trouble standing up and walking through it. So that, that's why it was designed as a more conventional you know set. Yeah, because this should be like uh, Shelob's lair, shouldn't it? It should. Lord yeah. Of the Rings, um, which would have been great. Yeah, that would, that would look really good. But instead we get a really underfunded bare room with some desks covered in uh, crepe paper and tape. Yeah. And one of them, the, 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 the desk that the, uh, the queen is on, it is a desk. You can see where they've covered yeah. up the seat part. Yeah. It's like a school desk. It's like, oh, blimey. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, these spiders that we see, I mean, most of these spiders, they were just vacform spiders and they are yes. very rudimentary movement to them but the queen spider yeah. and the great one that we see later on you know was far more involved and yeah and well, we've got i think the queen is uh, boris isn't it the queen is boris yeah and now yeah ian schoons was given the job by bernard wilkie of 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 making it and he based it you you appreciate this he based it on the big spider in tarantula yeah all right so it, a bit heftier than what we see with red eyes and uh, all his legs were um, covered with moss to suggest fur. But Barry Lett said it was too frightening and said, no, you've got to start again. And that's when he, he started again, helped by Matt Irvin and yeah. Richard Conway and Steve Bowen. And yeah, yeah, we had this uh, battery-powered, Meccano-geared, um, animatronic, I suppose, yeah. uh, spider well, called Boris. Yeah, I remember the first time I ever met Matt Irvin at the Model Engineering Exhibition, he had Boris with him. All right. So yes, yeah, so I've, I've I've petted Boris, um, <laughs> but yeah, the, these spiders are really weird because if you see a photo of them, they look really good. They look really scary, but their movement is totally wrong for a spider. Yeah, they don't move like a spider does, and that's that's why I don't think uh, they're as scary as they could be. But I think they do the job. Well, it's it's fantasy, isn't it? Nobody's suggest. I mean, no spider on this planet is as big as any of these. So, um, what I found interesting is 
I've got a fascinating little um, Ooh, snippet no, coming up, which is going to make you want to put it back in and have a look. But but here, the puppetry of these all all these spiders was by a man called Barry Smith, okay, and he was a big name at the time in in the puppetry world. He's, he had a company called Puppet Theatre, who did a lot of stage shows. But they also did TV, right? And they operated the puppets for uh, Hickory House, right? And yeah, and get this, Michael Benteen's Potty Time. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, and he was also, um, Barry himself was the Punch and Judy puppeteer in Snake Dance. I did not know that. Wow. Mm. Quite, quite uh, I mean, imagine though, it's like you're, you're a classically trained puppeteer, you're, you know your crowd, and they come in and go, can you move these uh, dodgy spiders? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, um, but we, we have the doctor meeting Cho Chi yeah. for the first time. Who doesn't recognise him? No. Which is strange. Yeah, um, and we get this weird scene with Lupton, where he's explaining his his plans. And he, he, he so he's going. He says this thing where he says, I, "I was a salesman for this company. I wonder what they sold. It's going to be double glazing, isn't it?" Yeah. So he was this double glazing salesman, and he gave him twenty five years of his best effort. But then new bosses came in and sacked him. So he decided to join this Tibetan retreat so that he could gain power over them. What? Just how was they advertising this Tibetan? Was it like in the back of a newspaper? Um, Cho Chi had put uh, an advert in saying, uh, "Want to dominate women? Want to get revenge on your boss? Join my retreat." Yes, because I the, don't get the it. because the Buddhist goal yeah. is domination, isn't it? Of course, yeah. I mean, if, if there's any religion that you think of as being, you want world domination and to force others <laughs> to do your will. Of course, it's Buddhism. I mean, one of the most violent of. <laughs> I, I just I don't know what the plan was here. Mm. Very um, strange. Sarah sees Lupton vanish. Somehow yes. he can teleport. Yes, he's now. Yeah, he's he's in the space of this car chase. He's become super powerful, hasn't he? Yeah. He's with the Queen, and uh, yeah, so he teleports away, and we get the the first glimpse of again, very very summing up of the Pertwee era. Horrible blue screen. Yeah, the CSO is quite shocking in this. And I had completely forgotten, to begin with, all this thing with the villagers. And I'd completely forgotten, even now. It's not that long ago I last watched this, but that's Gareth Hunt. I always forget. Also, uh, it's Kickalong from Quakemass 4. It is. Yeah, that's his brother, isn't it? He was great in Quakemass 4. He's pretty good in this, to be honest. No one's great in this section. There's some um, woman I remember from Angels. Do you remember Angels yes, in the yeah. late 70s? Yes, that's true. Yeah, the, 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 uh, his sister. Yeah, With the big eyes. Of, yeah, she was in Angels. Um, this, this is a dated friend. She was the Dolly Bird, wasn't she? Yes. In Angels. But what the worst the worst actor in all of this is um, Gareth Hunt and Kitalong's mum. Mm. She is utterly shambolic. <laughs> um, I the dad's I not know. much better. No, he's not much better, but they kill him off. He's very much the it's man again. Isn't yes, he? yeah. But she, I, again, did, were they having trouble in the studio? Because she fluffs almost all of her lines, and she delivers them worse than you or I would in the same circumstances. Yeah. What was going on? I don't know what's happening there, no. She is she is by far the worst thing in, in this entire thing. Um, Gareth Hunt's all right in it. He's sort of, I quite like his look. 
I like his necklace. I was yeah, studying yeah. that. I thought, that, oh, that's rather I like nice. I like his tash as well. It's like, that sums up the 70s yeah. perfectly. Um, Why he's d- definitely got a bit of a presence about him. But yeah. Why do they all have Cornish accents? I don't know. Yeah, I I was wondering if they were going to like... Um, you know, because the backstory is that this is a, a crashed time ship. Yes. Um, and I, I was thinking... Are they going to make some thing about we were on our way from Cornwall, <laughs> look, looking for the the great uh, you know um, scone mines? Or but did they say they they had sheep with them or something? They, they had, had sheep s- with them. Yeah. They had some animals with them, didn't yeah. they? That's odd to take sheep into yeah. space with you. Sheep in space. Mm. Um, this this whole section in the book works really well. I remember reading the book and going, "Oh, this is this is really good because it really plays up the curfew and it's dangerous and a big village." But what we see is like it's a, it's four holiday chalets. Yeah. Um, it is. It's like butlins. Yeah, it's like butlins. And my favourite bit again, probably wouldn't see it on the original transmission. Uh, the door, the wood grain on the door, is quite obviously painted on to a, just a normal council door. It's flat and it's painted. It's just amazing. Um, but then Pertwee, the doctor, turns up, uh, fairly coincidentally, he's, he, Sarah's disappeared and uh, he's trying to chase her in the TARDIS. Um, and I, this is so weirdly edited, again, were they having problems in the, in the studio? He, he lands, walks out and looks around, and then he gets surprised and it yeah. cuts to another shot. And he's just stood in front of them all. Yes. It's like, did he not notice? I, I don't know. When, very short sight. When the Doctor meets the Queen, yes. right, and and he kneels, doesn't he, and, and all that, it's really nice shots you get can get to see of the uh, of the yes, Queen yeah, Spider. Good, good, good model, yeah. This is this is the point you need to put your DVD back in and go back, and it's oh at the beginning God. of episode four, right, and that's because the Queen Spider on a little cushion there yeah. was built by Richard Conway, all right, and her legs were attached to cables, right? So the end of her legs went to a cable which went down under the cushion, went across to the floor, and was operated by Ian Schoons, right? Okay, yeah. He operated it, okay, fair enough. But there were some shots where the cables weren't long enough to actually operate her and not have Ian Schoons in the shot. Right. Oh, he, can you see him kneeling? You down can no. He's stand in episode four. You can see him, and uh, you, you, you know he had a very distinctive face, Ian Schoons, and he had that 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 very severe fringe, yeah. the jet black straight hair with the fringe. He's standing behind the Queen, dressed as a villager, and he's got um, and he's got those cables yeah. going up his trouser leg into his pocket, and he's pulling on the cables and if you look you can see Ian Schoons behind the Queen and his trousers are twitching. He's playing pocket billiards. He's playing pocket yeah. billiards and it's making his trouser leg twitch. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Go back and have a look. Oh, Once you see it you can't unsee it. It's like bloody hell, that's Ian Schoons as a Cornish villager with a twitchy leg. That's something to put on your resume, isn't it? Yeah. Uh yeah. what happens next? Oh yeah the doctor gets zapped. Yeah, well, he gets into a very stilted fight, or his stuntman. Oh, yeah, he gets his um, a bit of kung fu in. Yeah, what I don't... Yeah, you've got to give him everything to do. What I don't understand with this is, uh, the guards all have weapons that they need, but then at the end of this fight, we see that they can fire lightning bolts. 
like looks in. Yeah, presumably they they can do that. They've all got spiders on their backs. Yeah. All presumably. the guards have got spiders on their backs. That gives them that power. Yes. Yeah, I I, I assume so because no one no one up till now has it without having a spider on the back. Cause it's a spider's mental yes energy. Um, we get. I, I, I can't remember who said this. It might have been Galatand, it might have been Kickalong, it might have been his mum. I said, the worst red line in the entire thing is, you're right, he is alive. <laughs> I don't. I can't remember who said it. but It, it was probably the mother. Yeah, I just put down, this is so stilted. Well, there's tons of padding now, because he's yes. unconscious. We've got padding at the monastery. We've got yeah. the doctor on the bed. Yeah, both storylines head into padding. Yes. Is a worry. Normally you have a bit of pattern in one storyline while the other one's going on. Yeah. But yeah, we, we've got interminable scenes of the Doctor um, basically doing the, the classic Pertwee thing of, of being half dead. Everyone thinks he's dead, mm. uh, but he's actually alive. But he, he needs this special tool from the TARDIS that he never seems to do anything with. Um, that he just tests the rocks with. Uh, but yeah, and, and then in the... Um, in the uh, uh, monastery bit, uh, the retreat. This is pure padding as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's not good. The only two things of interest in all of this is that we find out there's a bit of spidery civil war unrest yes. going on with this council. And uh, Tommy's got at by the crystal and can read properly. Yeah, yeah, he, he stares at the crystal and then passes out and then when he wakes up, yeah, he starts, again, really well acted. He starts reading Janet and John books. Yeah. And I love the tone of his voice. It's so clever. Because he starts off Tommy as you know him, and it just goes into horrible, I, I, saying this even though it's not right, normal. He goes into yeah. normal speaking. Um, and it's just great. It's such a well acted part. Yeah. Um, and it, But weirdly, <coughs> yeah, the doctor, the doctor, he needs this very, very specific machine, but but he keeps it in a leather satchel that Sarah knows about. Yeah. Why is he keeping it where Sarah knows of it? Does he get it out every now and again and go, if I ever get zapped by a spider? You've got to find energy, this. Yeah. You need this, uh, and it looks like a Play-Doh machine. You remember those? Yes. Things yeah. You used to put them in, and, and you could push the handle down and squeeze. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. It probably was, to be honest. Um, but yeah, and then we get my favourite, which Pertwee showing his uh, his uh, naval background, where he gets up and goes, "Come on, show a leg." Yes, that's <laughs> great. He's a good doctor. Um, but yeah, four hundred thirty-three years before this, the ship came out of a time jump, crashed in the mountains where the blue crystals were. There was, this is weird. There was a male spider. There was one one male, male spider. spider that landed amongst the blue crystals. <laughs> Yeah, how did it breed? That's never mentioned. If it was a female spider, you go, oh, okay, that could be the queen. A pregnant. It's, yeah, a pregnant female spider. Yeah. No, it's a male spider. Either, perhaps it just identified as a male spider. Oh, no. It might have. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, um, I quite like this. This is clever, clever usage of the two uh, sort of... Um, Plot lines running. This exposition is actually done between two different scenes, cross-cutting. Mm. And it's like that's quite interesting because it's really boring exposition getting it out, and it, they make it not horribly uninteresting. Mm. Um, 
because the money's run out and both of these things are set in a bare room. Yeah. You know? And boy, that bare. Oh, just the so, larder so is so bare, isn't it? Yeah. Where, where Sarah Jane's been um, cocooned, hasn't she? She's yeah. been wrapped up in the larder. But this should have been horrific, shouldn't it? This yeah. should have been like Shelob's lair, where there's skeletons hanging up. Yeah. It could have been terrifying. No, it's just it literally looks like a, uh, a sauna or something like that, you know, with those seats in, and she's just laid on one of them. Um, but uh, yeah, but then we, we cut back to. To uh, Mike Yates, and he's laid on a bed, and his shoes are brand new. Did you notice? His no, soles I didn't notice. Spotless. Okay. I suppose because they're props, isn't it? But and then um, I can I think Pertwee says, and it's like this is getting monotonous. Yeah. Ah, okay. Is that is that a comment on the script? <laughs> There's that really odd scene where the Doctor you know, is, is going to wriggle out of... Because he, he's been silked up as well. Yeah. And he's got to wriggle out of oh, the yeah. cocoon. That's and a really weird overdubbing, isn't it's it? It's overdubbing because mm. that's not John Pertwee getting oh. out of it. That's Terry Walsh. You don't see his face. And, yeah, you've got overdubbed this whole thing about him trying to remember Houdini's last name. It's and not it's, exactly um, strenuous. No, Why but do at, they need a stuntman? Because at that time, John Pertwee's back trouble oh, was right. really playing up, and uh, he couldn't he couldn't wiggle out of that. That's why Terry Walsh is doing it, and you never see his face. And we have the overdub talk about, oh, what was that guy's name? It wasn't yeah. an English name. It began with a H. Yeah. Harry, all that business. H. Harry Harry H was it Henderson? No, yeah, it's it's it, it it's not convincing. It's not the best acted. Uh, thing I do like because um, we we we've gone into episode five and um, the 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 rebels are going to uh, going to storm the, the castle the castle and I love that they're sexist too, aren't it? It's like no, it's not a job for women. Yeah, you stay at home. Yeah, I think woman. he just didn't want to take his mother along. No, so she'll, no, she'll drag us all down. Um, that bit you mentioned earlier about you know Mike saying, "Oh, keep going, keep going." Yeah, they. He and the other accountants managed to bring the spiders over from Metabelius yes. Three. Yeah, they, um, they yeah they bring a load of them over. It's a really good sequence. I mean, it's totally unconvincing. This is what's weird about this story. It's totally unconvincing. The, the CSO is awful, at, but I was watching it and I was really getting drawn into it. And it's really got a, a an ambience and a scariness yeah. to it, even though it's just you know fake spiders. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, Sarah, Sarah ends up getting as Sarah is wont to do, ends up getting possessed, doesn't she, by yeah. the Queen? Oh, I like I like possessed Sarah. She's yeah, always she entertaining. Always, yeah, she's very entertaining. And of course, this is the this is the classic iconic image from this show is Sarah in that striped top with the spider, spider on her back, and yeah. she was an arachnophobe, wasn't she? Oh, right, I didn't. Know yeah, that. she she wasn't happy that she had, had to not only talk to a big spider, but she had to have yeah. one strapped to her back as well. I wonder if when is, whether she like because because they wouldn't have seen these until the day of shooting. I wonder if like in rehearsal she's going, um, it, it can't be scary, can be, and then she finally saw it in the studio and went, oh, cute little thing. Oh, it's lovely. Because Bernard Wilkie said that he was he was an arachnophobe as well, but yeah. after you know working and you know supervising the making of these models, it cured him of it. Yeah. I used to be terrible. I used to be terribly scared of them. I don't really care now. No, no. I, I, I've I always found them fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tommy, of course, who has yes. been like reading some more. He goes and tells uh, Cho Chi, you know, 
um, about what's going on. And he's not bothered at all by this change in Tommy, is he? No, I this, this I do like the, even though they're like very, very 70s performances, I do like this, that, yeah, and we this is where we start to think there's something odd about these two, because, yeah, he, Choji is very much like, uh, um, yeah, it's about this sort of things happen. Yeah. Um, when when you're, everything is a surprise, or when everything is new, how can you be a surprise? Yeah. Really, really nicely done. Um, I do love his thing though. Again, where he, it's just one of my favourite lines where he goes, oh, "Let me go and see what these naughty chaps have been up yes, to." Yes, yes. Like they're trying to take over the world. Yeah. Naughty chaps. It's great. Yeah, and he gets zapped when he goes down to find yes. that out. Mike Yates too. Yeah, he gets zapped. Lucky Tom is sort of down there. I, and again, great the script is sparkling. Great lines where um, Sarah goes to Tommy, "You're just like everyone else." And he goes, I sincerely hope not. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, really Tommy, good. you're normal. Yeah. She goes, oh, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, mm. No. Because, yeah, all these, <coughs> excuse me, all these accountants, they've all got spiders on their back now. Yes, yeah, they've all been possessed. Um, I noticed one of them was um, uh, the guy that played the Neanderthal. Yeah, in, in Ghost in Dance. Ghost, yeah. Is it um, Ghost Dance? Ghost, Ghost Light. Light. Ghost Light. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, you can't he, mistake that mouth, can you? Yeah, terrible teeth. Yeah. So I thought he was wearing <coughs> fake teeth as the Neanderthal. And then he's in this and you go, oh my God. Mm, mm. These four are the most 70s people in the world, aren't they? They're not sexy, are they? No. They're no. quintessentially 70s how, British. How did the British race perpetuate? I don't know. If this was the best we had? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, I yeah. can think of England. So that's when we meet Can Poe. Yes. Again, not a very Tibetan-looking fella. No. I also wonder what was his normal. Like I always think with these things because you're watching it and it's a program. You think, what are they doing outside this? So before all this happened, he's running this retreat. Does he nip down the shops dressed in that Tibetan outfit? Do people know him? It's like, oh, it's him. It's very weird, isn't it? It's, yeah, I, I don't know what these time lords are getting out of this retreat. Mm. You know. The Doctor thinks that they've met before. Yes. He's got this yes. feeling that they've met before. He's been all enigmatic, isn't he, old Campo? Yes. Yeah, very, very enigmatic. Very, um, uh, and again, well, I think I'm venturing into racist myself. He's inscrutable. Mm. You know, he's not to be scruted. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's sort of saying, you know, you know, rack your brains, Doctor, rack your brains, you know me, you know me. Um, and the Doctor doesn't know why he knows him. Um, we, we, again, very similar. We get a close-up of Sarah, and my God, the makeup is so thick. Yeah, yeah. You know, shocking. I, I forgot to say, but shortly before this, you know, um, you know, when they're saved uh, by Tommy from the yes. accountants and they're shooting. That's where episode five was supposed to have finished. Right. That was meant to be the end of episode five, but it was underrunning. So we have the whole Doctor meeting Campo, um, and it ends with Tommy being multiple zapped. Yes. Right? Now, in behind when, the scenes, yeah. I'll explain, you know, uh, why right, that happened. Because right. I remember when, um, when UK Gold came to edit their Sunday uh, morning compilation of this, they 
they, they really sort of didn't work well on this this ending because yeah it's, it's not just a simple recap no it's, no no I, I've got information yeah. shortly um, but if we go into episode 6 Campo has the crystal and, uh, yeah, possessed Sarah, you know, reveals her true colours because she's got a spider she's, on her back. She's really nice and creepy, isn't she? Yeah. Scene, yeah. Really, really well done. Um, yeah, the, the, the crystal manages to, to free her. It's very handy, this crystal. does mm. a lot, again, a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, but what annoys me is they're, they're just talking away to themselves with no urgency while Tom is fighting for his life. He's just, just standing in the, the corridor door. being zapped. Yes, yeah. 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 And, and the doctor says, so the doctor realizes that that Campo is his uh, is guru from when he was a young man. He yes. used to go up into the mountains to learn uh, from this guru, sort of uh, not religious but spiritual ways of doing things. Who? This is back on Gallifrey. This would have been Hartnell. Yes. Can you imagine or earlier. Hartnell? Traipsing up a mountain to sit with a guru. No. He's not going to have any of that foreign rubbish, is he? No, 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 no. This, of course, is the first time ever in the show <laughs> the, yes. the word regenerate yes. is used. Yeah, no, we saw this, but, um, and we, we remember this as our first regeneration. This was the first regeneration for anyone. Yeah. Because it's the first time it's called regeneration. Yes. Um, it was called, of course, in... You know, Hartnell to Troughton was called a rejuvenation. Yeah. And uh, Troughton to Pertwee was a forced change yeah. by the Time Lords. So this is the first real concept of that actually this is an ongoing process. This is a part of being a Time Lord. Revolutionary, this is what... Oh, yeah. This is what means the show is still going now. This is where it all starts, yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know how, but Chochi is a projection of him. Yes. Very much like the uh, the Watcher in Legopolis. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't understand what it is or how it works. It seems that seems a a strange thing because again, before all this shenanigans started happening, they were both there. Yeah. So was I? How is this working? So you've got a Time Lord that's come to Earth, opened up a Tibetan retreat. Dresses like a llama. I want to see him go couch. to the estate agents and saying, yeah. you know, have you got a building I can use? Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, funny enough, I don't look it. I'm Tibetan. No, you know. <laughs> Hand me that sour tape. Um, so he does a psychic projection and calls it Cho Chi. Yeah. But Cho Chi seems to be running the retreat. So has he created this psychic projection to do the paperwork? Yeah. And the washing up and that. I don't, I don't quite understand this. No. Um, but yeah, he convinces the doctor that the the doctor, the thing that the doctor fears most is is being afraid, isn't it? Yeah. The doctor fears. He says the moment of truth is almost yeah. come. Yeah. Poetry is great in this. Yeah, mm -hmm. because the doctor says, "Is there no other way?" So I'm guessing yeah. the doctor knows that if he goes there, he's going to die, he or at least regenerate. Going, yeah. Well, this doctor is yeah. going to it's die. The he's end not of, going to be this doctor yeah. anymore. Um, and it's great, so much better and more, uh, more it, it affects you more, and it's much subtler than tenants. Uh, I don't want to go. Don't want to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and so the doctor <laughs> realizes he's got to go back to Metabolus Three, 
Unfortunately, it lands in front of the worst model shot in history. That's not good. And, and the CSO doesn't change. When you see no. the TARDIS arrive, the background doesn't change when it cuts to, you know, yeah. him meeting it's, Gareth Hunt. Yeah. It's the it's same the background. Same um, yeah, he meets Gareth Hunt and Kickalong, and he thinks that they've won, but then it turns out the Queen has won. Yeah. Um, but the Doctor sort of pulls a trump card by saying, uh, actually, the Crystal, I'm going to give it to your Queen, and none of the others want to go against, yeah. against this, um, except Lupton, who... He's such an idiot, and he? he's such a fool, uh, and he ends up getting killed for it, quite rightly. He died. He dies as pathetically as his plans yeah. in real life were. <laughs> I like, again, we've got the foreshadowing of what's going to happen because, you know, um, he says, um, I've got the crystal, I'm not going to give it to you, only the great one, and they let him go because it's good that you will die, yeah. you know. And yeah, yeah Lupton's killed, and apparently I've never read the novel, but Terence Dix um, in the novel um, has a line about them saying, come on, come on, sisters, let's have one last meal or something like that before we go. Oh, so yes, you're right. Yeah, they, does, eat yeah, Lupton. they eat Lupton. He's going to taste a bit gamey, isn't he? Yeah. He's not going to be the best. Very player. smoky, that meat. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's smoky barbecue. Yes. Uh, so, Kanpo dies because yes. he's been zapped, and Chochi vanishes. Yeah. And, and, uh, and he regenerates. And, and yeah, yeah. And well, takes really, his form. Yeah, he, he regenerates as Chochi, even though he's Kanpo. But his eyesight's better, he doesn't have to wear the glasses. Yeah, but without those glasses, that is unfortunate makeup. Those glasses are pure Benny Hill, aren't they? I mean, you know, I'm sure Benny Hill was doing his Chinaman. comedy Chinaman before this. So, yeah. um, and finally, we get to see the great one. Yeah, um, God, she's great, isn't she? She's really good. The voice, I love this voice. Yeah. I, know, I think it's the same person, isn't it, doing the Queen? No, it's Maureen something. Oh, is it someone different? But I love this. It's such a good performance. And... The shot they do of because it's the same queen puppet. The shot they do because it's low angle. It's just it works so much better than looking at them from above. Um, it's it's quite it's quite a strong and scary. Yeah, I like the chamber. Like you say, the angle's right. The photography's right. Yeah, okay, we've got a CSO doctor down at at the bottom yeah. there. But uh, no, no, and she yeah above her she's got this matrix matrix yes. of crystals and she needs the one last one to fit in there because she'll create a positive feedback circuit to yeah, rule the universe I wrote that down as well I thought oh that must mean something uh, yeah the, the, she says the lattice work replicates the, la the crystal web above her head replicates her brain perfectly and that when she's got the final bit her brain will be able to use it and take over the universe mm -hmm. I don't know what she's going to do with it who knows um but, but the I doctor's saying it won't work. You'll just blow yourself yeah. up. Well, the doctor realises that it's going to go wrong, doesn't he? And he tries to warn her, which, again, a lovely doctory thing to do. Um, but she doesn't listen, so the doctor hoofs it away. Uh, and she um, she gets this uh, yeah this feedback, and it, it kills her and blows everything up. When she does that final thing, where she goes right off on one and she gets more and more manic, she starts off by saying, I am total power, and she just yeah. 
get, goes into this rent. This, I'm sure her name's Maureen. Um, you know, she did that recording in a little, you know, recording booth. Yes. And when she came out, everybody applauded her because they she they said they said just go for it, go for yeah. it. You know, I get as shrill as you want. You know, yeah. When she's going, uh, I need it. I ache for it. It's great. It's yeah. such a good performance. Yeah. So it's yeah, great. like like you yeah. say, the the doctor legs it. All the spiders die, and the yeah. mountain blows up. And uh, here we are. This this next bit where you've got Sarah, you know, by by uh, um, uh, by the brigadier there, and they're just you know not it's knowing what to while, do. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while. Yeah, but that was the very first scene shot of the story. Yeah, is this yeah. la- the last scene? Was the first one done? Yeah. Yeah. Strange, very strange way of doing it. It must have been weird for for everyone involved. Yeah. yeah the, the, Sarah's hanging around the doctor's lab, and the brig comes in. And he's like. Um, uh, you, you're missing him as well. You're waiting for him. It's a lovely character bit. Um, and then um, the TARDIS, they hear the TARDIS. And then uh, the Doctor comes out and collapses. I love the way the and Doctor, well yeah. John Pertwee, puts his hand up to his face to disguise mm-hmm. the cut because, of course, he can't fall over because of his bad back. So he yeah. deliberately puts yeah. his hand over his face so when you cut Something to Terry Walsh falling out, falling his face is obscured. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I love as well that the Doctor says, um, uh, I got lost in a time vortex, but the TARDIS brought me home. Yeah, it's home. So, it's so nice that this Doctor sees this as home. But literally, five minutes later, once he's regenerated, Tom Baker's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> yes. See you guys. Yeah. Um, it's great. But yeah, he falls to the floor, and they, again, Sarah thinks he's dead. Um, but then, um, I'd forgotten completely, uh, Campo turns up. Oh, but before Half, he turns up, we have that lovely a tear, Sarah Jane. Yeah. He says, doesn't he? And and if you look when she turns around and looks at uh, Campo, um, Liz Sladen is actually crying. She was yeah. genuinely for real crying during that scene. Yeah, I. What we've never rated our regenerations. Oh, that might be something for near the yeah. end of this show. Yeah, I or think so. a special one. We've done but all the I, companions and stuff. Yeah. But I do like this. This is such an understated regeneration. It's perfect. Because, um, yeah, the, the Campo turns up and he sort of... He says, don't, don't worry, this is a natural thing. The doctor's body... He's explaining that to the viewer, start. isn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, because this is a new concept. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so so he, he does his uh, little waving of hands and disappears. And then... Uh, we get the classic, uh, here we go again. That was an ad-lib yeah. by Nicholas it? Courtney. Oh, yeah. it, it was a very banal line. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, he chose not to say it and just, oh, here we go again. Thank God these actors are so good in this era. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we get the most the most subtle yet effective regeneration. It Compare this to the, because we've recently had one um, with uh, Jodie Whittaker which was like so long-winded and over the top and special effects. And this is just a simple fade between Pertwee and Baker. Yeah. All you need. Yep. And it, yeah, no, it is a classic, isn't it? Right. Now all I picture is, is young Eric sat there going, looks like a girl. Looks like a girl. <laughs> what sort of girls were you getting out with? It like Tom Baker. 70s ones. Uh, yeah. Um, so, all right, so on behind the scenes, yeah, yeah, this is the first time we see someone other than the Doctor regenerate. Yeah, oh, that's true, yeah. Yep, um, although not credited, Barry Letts wrote this story with Robert yeah. Sloman. 
therefore this marks yeah it says this marks the only story in Doctor Who to be written and directed by the same person ah interesting and this story carries no on-screen producer credit for Barry Letts, as the BBC would only allow him to be credited as either producer yes. or director. Yeah, there was very, very, very strict rules at the BBC to try and prevent one person just padding their salary. Yes. <laughs> With all these different And jobs. I'm sure people were yeah. trying. Oh, it ha happened all the time. That's why so many pseudonyms and so many things going on. But yeah, uh, otherwise a producer could just go, well, I'm also directing, script writing, and camera operating this story. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. Um, but occasionally Doctor Who would try and circumvent this, um, usually to quite good success. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll, I've got to read this, a, a, a lengthy paragraph about the beginning of part six why that happens it says the reprise at the beginning of part six features multiple scenes that were not shown in part five before it reaches the cliffhanger point barry let explains on the dvd commentary that the reason for this is because the scenes were originally shot for part five but he felt the special effects backgrounds didn't really work so he chose to cut them However, this meant part six was running short, therefore Let's had to reinsert the cut sequences into the episode's reprise in order to fit the required time shots time slot. So, so yeah. Basically quality, yeah. yeah. That's weird, isn't it? That he kicked them out. But then they had then to I, use them. But had to put them back in. Yeah. 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 And that's all I've got on behind the scenes. Um, I thought for our, our voting thing, shall we do the great one? Yeah and the queen and shall we do a regular spider but they don't really yes. do much do they but no. shall we do them anyway yeah i think so just to give a uh, uh something to you know a, a benchmark mm. all right let's do the great one first the design okay. of the great one which is basically just the queen but yes. closer up yeah so it's a it's, it's a different angle of the queen um design's great i I say, look at a photo of these spiders, and they they really look like spiders. Yeah. Um, it's only when they move they don't. But what's clever about the great one, it, it they don't move it that much. It's just the legs moving, so it yeah. works really well. So yeah, design wise, I, I really like these. I'm gonna give them uh, I don't know what to give seven or eight, seven or eight. I'm gonna go with a seven. Okay, I I gave them the eight. So that's seven and a half. Okay, you know, I, I was toying there. I'm going to go up with eight with you. All right, and eight then. And how effective? Um, the great one is super effective. I love the voice performance. I love the way they <coughs> shoot it. Yeah, you've got dodgy CSO Pertwee and his, his uh, halo of hair at the bottom of the screen. But you're just captivated at that point. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's quite a ten. I'm gonna go uh, 9.5. 9.5. Okay, I gave him. I, I gave her a nine. Yeah. All right. So that's 9.25. All right. So that's divided by two equals. So that's 8.6 on design. Uh, no, on the great great. What, what, what am I talking Ten, about? Yeah. yeah. No, sorry. The the great one is 8.6. Uh, now the queen, which is like a smaller version. <coughs> Yeah, the Queen is a smaller version. Um, like I say, I, I'm not entirely sure they didn't just use the same puppet. I think it is. Angles. Yeah, I think so. But the, but weirdly, the Queen is is filmed downwards in most of her scenes. Or, and this is even more 
dodgy is she's filmed straight on so you see that she's a puppet operated from underneath yeah um you know very very obvious in some scenes um good yeah good good designer again it looks like spider but it, it it's just not quite as good which is weird because it is the same design but they they plan to use it in different ways yeah so I, i'm going to go to a uh, six okay i said seven so that's six and a half okay and how effective was the queen uh, again great performance um, this was Kismet, wasn't it? This was yes. Roger Delgado's way. Yes. Great, great performance. Um, really a wonderful double act with Lupton. I love their scenes together. Really, really nicely done. And when she's in pain, it's, it's heart-wrenching. It's like, this is a plastic spider. Yeah. But, but it really works. So um, I'm going I'm to give her a, 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 an eight and a half. Right. Okay. I gave her an eight. Yeah. So that's 8.25, 8.25 plus 6, 7, 8, 2. Yeah, so that's basically that's 7.4 okay. for the Queen. And, yeah, and then your bog standard spiders that kind of yeah. like just bounce up and down on their desks. Yeah, because we, we see a couple of these, don't we? We see them, they're on the desk just obviously... Their legs are fixed, and but flexible, and yeah. the body's moving up and down to give them... And it, the design on them, they're much less bulky, they're much less spider-like. Um, I don't think they work that they're well. They're so the spindly design. as yeah, well, aren't exactly. they? There's no heft to them. No, so I, I'm going <coughs> to give them a four. A four? Yeah. Okay. I gave them a five, so that's four and a half. And how effective are these little bouncy, long-legged I, things? The trouble is that most of the shots we see early on are these like very unmovable model and they it, and especially when we see them in council chamber and right at the end where they're all dying and all they've done is turned them upside down. Oh that that is unfortunate. That's terrible, yeah. So uh, I'm going to stick with the four. I don't think they're that effective at all. Okay, that's what I said as well. Okay, so that's uh right. So that's da 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 divided by 2 equals 4.25. Yeah, 4.25. Right, so caravan time. Let's go from down to up. 4.25. Yep, the spiders are uh, in a caravan with Sontaran Val. Oh, he's just going to stomp on them. Yeah. And the fast return switch. Oh, okay. Yeah, from not too I long don't, ago. I don't, don't know how they'll get on with that. But. <laughs> no. Um, and then we have the queen spider. She's at number yeah. 7.4. She, oh, it's a, this is getting to be a busy, busy caravan, but she could sit on the back of one of them. Yeah, I thought 7.4 is going to be fairly empty, but we've had a load of them, haven't we? Yeah, we've got the Half Face Man. Oh, okay. Um, the Atraxi. Oh, yeah. Big Eyeball. Yeah. Um, Benick with a K. Yeah. Uh, the Valyard. Oh, okay. Headmaster Finch. And Skulldak, whoever Skulldak was. Oh, he was an ice warrior. Oh, was oh yes, submarine. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's right. And um, then eight point six, the great one is sharing the caravan with only one person, ooh. and that's uh, the brigade leader, the old brig oh, right. from an alternative universe. Oh, they can rant to each other. They, they can. That. That'd be, she, she would out rant him. I um I would happily listen to that. I'd, I'd just <laughs> stand at the door and listen to them ranting at each other. That yeah. Be entertaining. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
is this story in your top ten? Um, I think it might be. What, what is my top ten? Let's let's start from ten. Ten is Spearhead from Space. Oh, because I think this is much more your typical Pertwee than Spearhead. Okay, yeah, I'm okay. What's the next one? Web of Fear. Oh, that would be good for them to be together. Is it better than Web of Fear? What's the one after that? I don't think it the is. The Daleks. Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to replace Spearhead with this. Okay. It is the quintessential Pertwee. Okay. Um, I'm not putting it on mine because um, it uh, all the bit on the Metabelius three just it, it's just it's just it's a slog and there's fun, so much yeah. padding. I lo I love the first couple of episodes, really really good. You said to me on Sunday when we were recording, if you could do a fan edit and yeah. get that down to a four episode story, that would be much better, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think I think there's a fan edit in there somewhere where you could get it down to four super tight episodes. Yeah, and it, it would. I think at that point it probably would be the only Pertwee story you'd need to see. Yes. Yeah. To, to get what the Pertwee era was. Because he's, he's in it. Never going to be the same again, no. is it? He's great in it. Sarah's great in it. Yeah. The Brig, Benton, even yeah, Mike Gates is uh, yeah, tolerable. Every performance, other than the people on Metabelis Three, yeah, is top of the game. Yeah, they're outdone by the spiders, all that yeah. lot. Yeah, it's, 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 it's got some good stuff going for it. Yeah. Well, that was very good. It was very good to watch that again, yeah. you know, especially after the slog of uh, the space pirates. It's a, it's a different universe, isn't it? It is. Yes. And, uh, yeah, but then Tom came along and yes. uh, nothing would ever be the same again. And uh, he, he that, grabbed the show and run with it. And that's who we're going to talk about yeah. next time. Yeah, so. I don't know who it's going, which one it's going to be. Well, um, <coughs> you have actually mentioned in tonight's recording the actor of the character we're going to talk about next time. Oh, okay. I've mentioned an actor. Yep, you've, you've named him. You've quoted him. I thought at the time, oh, this is... <laughs> this is... Uh, this so is, is it, is it someone I quoted external to... It's not Benny Hill, is it? it is no, it's it not Benny, Benny Hill. It's not Benny Hill, and it's not Benny from Crossroads. Who but it's while we were talking about so. Benny from Crossroads, i.e. Tommy, who did you mention? Oh, Bruce Purchase. Is yes. it the Pirate Planet? It's the Pirate Planet. Oh, yep. God. Yep. Mr. Fibuli! The last time I, I chose the Space yeah. Pirate, so I thought I would stick with the Pirate good, theme. Yeah. And, and will uh, this be Pirates done properly? Well, we will find out. I thought, I, the reason I've chosen this, really, I mean, you know, I think we're going to have an awful lot to say about this, but yeah. we haven't done a Romana Mark One for ages. That's true, yes. So, um, so, yeah, let's talk oh, about... Excellent. I don't mind the Pirate Planet. I'll happily watch that. It's not going to be a slog, is it? It's you not know. a slog, but we will have a lot to discuss. I think we've got and a lot the, to say about obvious, Tom in yeah, there. Yeah, a lot to say about Tom, a lot to say about Romana, and also a lot to say about the obvious budget limitations. And oh, my of, goodness. Lack of imagination in set dressing and prop design. Yeah, and how um, far is uh, Douglas Adams pushing everything, you yes, know? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so that's what we're doing next time, all right? Good stuff. Good okay, stuff. all right. Okay, well, thank you for your time, Ian. No problem. I hope our listeners enjoyed that one. Yep, well, yeah, let us know on Facebook. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, see you next time then. Nice one. Thanks, Cheers, Ed. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.